Fit for Life Radio, episode number 80. That feels, feels good. Feels good. We're here. Gary and Will. What up? I'm sure you just finished your boring podcast. Now, now you switch over to the one you were looking forward to all along. Yeah. And today, let's talk about COVID-19 and stress eating. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So the last year, pandemic has been pretty shitty. Virus. A lot of people we meet with. Dude, like every, like every person we meet with. That's their driving factor. They're, you know, man, I've been, I'm at home more. I'm stressed more. I'm eating more. Haven't been working out or doing anything packed physical. On the, packed on the COVID-19. It's like the COVID-30 is what COVID it seems 30. like. So here we are. Yeah, it's been hard. If you, you find know? yourself, do you find yourself when you kind of are confronted with stressful situations, you resort to stress eating? That's completely normal. Now, some people, when they get stressed, they don't eat. Yeah, I think you're one of two types. You either like eat everything or you just stop. Forget to eat, yeah. yeah. But especially if you fall in the camp of stress eating, we're going to dive into that. Um, so there's a new study done. And yeah, pretty much kind of confirmed how prone some people are to emotional overeating. Uh, but... A lot of us don't really need a study to know that. No. no <laughs> even even you don't even know. need a pandemic. No. Nope. You know, something like coastal, ni- coastal 19. Coastal 19. <laughs> <laughs> COVID, you got that virus? Damn, I got coast, it, baby. I've had coastal it. Coastal 19. I've had it for years. So, you know, you don't even need COVID 19. You could just have a stressful day. Yeah, and no. Like, you could have a. You know how you do it. Co host, podcast co host that you hate. Yeah. And they stress you out. <laughs> Every time. Do <laughs> you, you know how that feels? Every time. I know exactly <laughs> how it feels. Um. And yeah, you start stress eating. So, but the cool thing really that the study found and what we're going to dig in with is the positive of cognitive flexibility. What'd you just call me? What did you just say? What'd you say about cognitive? That sounds, it sounds like it could be offensive. Yeah. Cognitive. But yeah, so cognitive flexibility, the ability to think flexibly and adapt to changing situations might be protective against certain types of stress eating. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, if you can adapt to a stressful situation, Mm -hmm. you're less likely to turn to food to make you feel better. You can kind of manage it. And really what you can do, like we talk about all the time, is the importance of a dial Mm -hmm. versus a light switch. So a lot of people, it's like any amount of stress and they just get... Yeah, every turn right off, right? Shut down. Where if you can kind of manage it to where, I mean, it could legit be something that should be and is super stressful, like a pandemic. Yeah. But if you can manage that and and not let it feel as stressful as it really is, then you can kind of make better decisions and handle things. For sure. Especially like stress eating better, bringing awareness to it and knowing what's up. And then kind of tackling it. So with this, so a lot of people think, oh, well, you're either just someone who has higher cognitive flexibility or you don't. Yeah, this is me. This is how I do it. And that's the end of, you know, end of the line for the rest of my life. Um, that's not true. Mm-mm. No. Now, some people struggle with it more than others, um, which just is going to mean that you just 
might have to work on it more, yep. which luckily it is something that you can work on. Um, there are some things too, certain conditions that yeah, do make it a lot harder. Like if you have ADD, autism, kind of addictive type mm-hmm. personality traits, central nervous system disorders, all the, all these things are going to impair your kind of a executive function that controls your cognitive function. Um, so those are things that, yeah, you're, it's going to be a bigger uphill battle. Um, but again, still possible. Yeah. And then another one is stress itself, right? Which yeah. is kind of what we're talking about. So stress can trigger like where your cognitive function, cognitive declines. function, yeah, declines and, um, you start to kind of lose your ability to do it. So, yeah. Uh, to basically think rationally about something too. So, mm-hmm. Noun. Okay, so we've kind of laid that out. Cognitive function, yet it is on a scale. And there are some things that kind of can derail that. Make it tougher, derail it. But now let's focus on how do we get more of it? How do we improve it? How do we flex it? Like we establish it's not something you just have. Um, You can increase it. And it comes from training, practice, practice. Just like working out, just like anything. Mm hmm. So. To improve it, um, you have to look for opportunities to improve it, uh, you know, where you can work on it. So what we want to do, we think will be fun, is go through a little self-assessment. Let's assess. Let's do it. Now, you can play along. If you're sitting there, you know, you can take your time. Write your notes down. Take your notes Keep your score, but Paul, even in general, us. If you're driving or something. Just yeah, you can kind of think about it. A little mental checklist. You get a general sense of things. Um, so let's go through it. Pull it up. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. So again, cognitive flexibility means being able to think in different ways about situations and come up with desired responses. So what we're really trying to address is. Specifically, stress eating as a response to stress. Mm-hmm. So you just really want the ability to stop, kind of bring awareness to, notice what you're doing, and then make other decisions on how to help with your stress that don't involve eating food. Um, so, number one. Let's do it. I seldom have choices when deciding how to behave. And think through this, you're thinking... You either like zero, strongly agree, up to five, strongly disagree. So let's just have you, Will, take it. We'll get your score. Let's do See it. How you are. One, I seldom have choices when deciding how to behave. Nah. Got, got your, your number down? I got it. Two, I have the self-confidence necessary to try different ways of behaving. Mm -hmm. Strongly disagree to strongly agree. Got it. Mm -hmm. And real quick here, questions 1, 3, 7, and 12 are reverse scored. That's tricky, man. That hurts my brain, thinking about having to do that. So, number three, I feel like I never get to make decisions. Mm. I'll let you decide on what podcast to do today. Yeah, here we are. (laughs) Four, 
My behavior is a result of conscious decisions that I make. This is a, I think this one, you know, a lot of people can, we can become where almost like we feel like a victim. Like we're in a whirlwind mm-hmm. and we're not yeah. in control. Things are just going to happen. There's mm-hmm. our, our decisions aren't going to matter. Yep. Number five, I'm willing to listen and consider alternatives for handling a problem. For sure. Number six, I am willing to work at creative solutions to problems. I'm good, man. I'm rolling. Seven. I avoid new and unusual situations. This one is, mm. you know, especially as we get older. You know, when you're a kid, you're kind of forced into stuff. Yeah. But you can easily kind of hermit crab up. Yeah. Got to keep pushing. Eight. In any given situation, I am able to act in a, in ways that match that situation's specific needs. Specific. I'm good at that. Next. I have many possible ways of behaving in any given situation. I'm mm-hmm. feeling good so far. Ten. I can communicate an idea in many different ways. Two more. I can find workable solutions to seemingly unsolvable problems. 12. Last one. I have difficulty using my knowledge on a given topic in real life situations. Ooh, this one we could do a whole podcast. That's a good one. Because we knowing versus applying. Almost everyone nowadays has so much knowledge, so much information and get it out there. But people aren't practically applying it in real life. Say the question again. Was it a negative? I have difficulty using my knowledge on a given topic in real life situations. Zero strongly agree, five strongly disagree. And that was one of the ones that's reverse scored. Yeah, I got you. All right, so now... Do I got to add this up? Add them up. All right. What you got? 41. Does that mean I'm broken? That means you're... So 45 and above is your... You probably have fairly high cognitive flexibility. 28 to 44. And that's a big range. You're okay. Your flexibility is moderate. I'll take moderate. And then 27 and below, your cognitive flexibility may be lower. So typically, if you're 27 and below, so lower cognitive flexibility, you likely prefer high, highly structured systems with clear rules and processes. That's you, man. Um, 100%. Good thing I didn't take this. So, But actually, when you think about it, though, I don't know. This is where it's interesting because, wait, then it says, uh, these are great when you have those systems and procedures, uh, procedures available, but you may struggle when life doesn't oh, follow nah. the script. You, so do, you I, do a good job. I do like that. rules and processes, but then I like to make them myself. Mm-hmm. You know, So in general, I've always been an entrepreneurial type mindset and approach, and I like that because there, and there is no structure and rules. Yeah, you, you have, have to, to create your them own. yourself. Um, so that's, that's something to think about. Uh, in the moderate area, it's, uh, you can innovate on the fly in problem solving. Other times, you may feel a bit stuck or blocked or have trouble coming up with creative alternatives. Mm-hmm. You might work best with more structured systems that give you occasional room for spontaneity, which is kind of probably I was where you do lie. 100%. Uh, 
um, accurate enough, then for you know the above highly cognitive flexible flexibility. You might reading work is, on that. reading is hard. <laughs> um, this means you can respond creatively. Mm, talking's hard. Talking is hard. Reading's hard. Creatively and diversely <laughs> to situations. You don't get stuck on rules, procedures, or doing things only one way. You're probably open to new ideas and ways of thinking, and you probably like having lots of options. You may find you don't like having too much structure, which can mean that sometimes you're investing unnecessary effort in reinventing the wheel. So you can see some of the actual cons. It's, it's mm -hmm. not completely, um, you know, it's not neither one is like super wrong, super right. Yep. You could almost argue that moderate might be ideal the best, for yeah. most. So yeah, think about that, right? And yeah, again, yeah, you're not wrong for being low cognitive, but it is a skill that you want to develop and work on. And like we talk about all the time with nutrition, healthy eating, it's so much about things that aren't just like, what are the specific foods you're eating? Yeah, you know? it's, that's it's about, yeah, your cognitive function. Like, can you handle stress? How do you handle it? How do you handle it when your day goes sideways and you still have to try to eat? Mm -hmm. Or you're close to what year, you want to eat. Yeah, your year goes sideways. You're stressed with the pandemic and it changes everything. And yeah, you have to work from home or you yeah. lose your job. And then how do I still maintain my structure mm -hmm. with that? And again, a lot of people immediately, it's double whammy. You're stressed and now you're at home more. And maybe your food environment's jacked up. So you're around these over highly palatable foods. And yeah, that's what's going to happen. You know, and then it's being able to step back and be like, man, I'm not wrong or bad. No. Or at fault, per se. It's li literally, well, how am I handling stress? Well, another one that we've done episodes on is, well, what's my food environment like? How am I setting myself yeah. up? So, yeah. Again, accept and allow it to be possible just to understand that high levels of stress make things harder. Mm -hmm. um, and now we can combat that with practicing our cognitive function and trying to improve that and really just, yeah, being more aware that this is happening. Yeah. And then kind of playing off of that, yeah, practice optimism and gratitude. So you have to, yeah, you know, kind of be encouraged and notice like, oh, I am stress eating. And then maybe you even then continue to stress eat, but now you're noticing it and naming it. Yep. Awareness is a big part of, of changing anything. So you have to be aware before you can even start to, to change whatever it is, you mm -hmm. know, whether it's your eating or your, um, stress levels or your training, whatever, whatever it may be, like you got to know what's going on before you have any type of plan or structure yep. to address it. Yeah. And then from there, it's chipping away at it, you know, understanding it is a skill. You're not going to get it right away. Just like no. if you've never played catch, you're not going to be able to throw a baseball and catch a baseball the first time you try. It's going to feel awkward. Yeah. So same thing with working on your cognitive function Just, skills. And a lot of it's taking a step back in a situation. That's really, I think, for the most part what it is. Um, and deciding to do something instead of almost being pulled into like the whirlwind, like I said earlier, you're deciding mm -hmm. an action. That doesn't have to be perfect, but you taking that... Um, you know, yeah. taking charge of it and making that executive decision is flexing that, mm -hmm. that skill. And a lot of the skill is, again, that's where that little um, quiz is great, is 
kind of know who you are. If you're someone that falls into low cognitive function and you need rules and structure and all this stuff, guess what? Then don't try. Then if you have no plan, no structure, you're kind of setting yourself you're gonna up struggle. to struggle even more. So be like, you know what? This is who I am. And you're kind of having some cognitive function of like, let me now create some rules, some rules. and structure. So, hey, I keep stress eating on this snack, on these Pringles that are always in my pantry. So let me just, you know what, say I'm not going to mind the snack and I'm not going to take the Pringles off the grocery list mm-hmm. and I'm not going to have them in my house. Now you're creating a successful environment for, for you sure. to succeed um, yeah. with that. Yeah. And I'd say that, um, you know, knowing that about yourself is probably the, the most helpful thing because you're not going to be the same as somebody else. You know, like some people can have a snack in the house, have one or a half, Mm -hmm. half of an Oreo, whatever it is, and be good. You know, like I've talked about it before. Whitney's kind of like that. She can dude. she can have one Oreo out of a whole pack and not touch them for a whole month. Right. Just like, oh, deciding I don't want to eat that. If it's there, bro, I'm going to eat whole pack. Yeah. So my solution to myself is like, just don't have it in the house and I won't eat it. And that's easy. Don't have to worry about it. Yeah. So you have to know that about yourself and that you're not going to be the same as somebody else. That's, I think, a big part of it. Yeah. Because we compare ourselves to other people way too much and see like, oh, well, this works for this person. Why doesn't it work for me? What's wrong with me that, you know, that doesn't work? Well, you're just a different person. You handle stress differently. You handle, you know, maybe you have less structure than the other person. Like, that's just life. We're all super different. Yep. And that's why when... People try these all or nothing approaches and see these certain diets and maybe they know someone that it worked great for. Yeah, it's because they're also, de- it's not going to be like that for everyone. So then when someone's standing on the mountaintops, like this is the greatest thing this ever. This is the best thing. And then you go try and it doesn't work for you and you feel like, well, I failed. Yeah, you reality, feel like you're the problem. Yeah. And it, really you were just trying to put a square into a circle, right? So that's why it's better to have basic principles and then yeah, make it your own. Follow the principles Always. and make the method work for you and your own. And ultimately, too, yeah, don't you? You're not going to be able to push off these other things: your food environment, your ability to handle stress, and all these things. Like it's again, we talk about it. It's the how, the why. Those things are just as important as the what. Yeah, you know, we I do. would argue they're almost more important because mm-hmm. without those, man, you're getting nowhere. Yeah. Even if you know all the right things to eat or you buy them the how and the why still dictate what you actually do. Yeah. So stress eating, cognitive function. So that's the, that's the takeaway. So again, we didn't need to dive into the study no. on stress. Ooh, stress causes stress eating. So, but the cool takeaway was the piece on noticing the cognitive, cognitive function and people who had more flexibility with it, were able to handle it better and overcome it. Yeah. So that can be you. Yeah. The big takeaway is you can still like, you can make a change with that and you're not just doomed to be like, oh, this is who I am. I don't handle stress well. That's the end of the road. Like you can get slowly better at it over, over time. Um, it just takes, man, it takes work. It takes making just like one decision, right? Okay. It could be just saying no in the moment too, to something like, you know what? I'm here and I'm going to say no to a donut. Yeah. Right. Well, that snowballs, and we always tell people that. It snowballs, and it gets easier to make that decision next time because you're practicing that skill. So, you know, it might be a little bit harder at first to make those decisions, um, or it might be like not stopping at Chick-fil-A on the way home. 
or getting a better option somewhere. Um, and making those decisions will always get easier. And then the more you do it, it almost becomes part of who you are. Like I make these, you know, decisions on the fly really well, and you get more confident and feel way better about it because you're the person that can always make a decision, you know, based around your situation. Yeah. And realize you can practice it all the time, all the not time. just with eating, right? Like doing new things, you know, yeah. Going to a gym for the first time or, yeah. um, just anything really like that's kind of sets you out of your comfort zone is going to make mm -hmm. you more cognitively aware and push you a little bit. So do stuff. Yeah. And another one, another easy one is <clears throat> like the days where you don't feel like, you know, maybe going to the gym or even going for a walk or being active and still doing it and, you know, adjusting your intensity if you feel a little off, but like, it's like brushing your teeth. You just do it. And the more you do it, the easier it gets on those days where you're like, Oh, I don't want to do it. Well, you still show up and do it. But that first time might be like climbing a freaking mountain to get to the gym or wherever you're going. But after that, it just becomes easier and easier and easier to shrug that off and be like, now nah, I'm going to do it. I'll probably feel better afterwards. And you're, you know, getting better. Mm -hmm. Practice. 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 Progress, not perfection. Always. All right. Hopefully you can pull from that, get some use, yeah. nod, nod your head a little. And say, you know, these guys, they're kind of, you know, they're a little suspect, but I think they... Real suspect. They got something. They know something. We know a few things. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot that we're just... Yeah. We're idiots. It's okay. And if you're ever interested in getting some support accountability coaching, we do nutrition coaching worldwide, global. Prestige worldwide. Working with Elon Musk on, you know, Mars. So we can take clients eventually. That's us, man. If you're on Mars or the moon, wherever they're going. Dude, if we had a nutrition client <laughs> on the moon. On the moon. Can you imagine? What would be like. That advertisement? Hey, man. I keep tripping up on like what, like, <laughs> what do you really get those little MRE things yeah. probably? Or like tubes, yeah. just tubes of stuff. Man, the salt and vinegar MRE, salt and vinegar Pringles. It's just doing me in. <laughs> nah. Mm. We should try those one day. So, yeah. And then if you're in Newport News, Virginia area, Peninsula, Virginia Peninsula, we are Coastal Strength and Fitness. So, gym, group training gym. Come holla at us. Yeah. We Social media, you can reach out. Give us give us ideas, topics. Hopefully, like, we try to pick stuff we think is going to help you guys. But anything, yeah, that you think Feel will help Feel free to you, ask some questions. Let us know. Even if you think it's a dumb question, we, yeah. you know, it's probably a good one. All right. See you. Take it easy. As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more, check us out at CoastalFitnessVA.com or GaryDeagle.com. We'll see you next time.